Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe, and use code SEXHEADWITHTIM for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details, and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual. And if Tony Stark had a drag name, it would be Female. Get it? Female? F E Iron Man? Man? No, okay, I guess that's all right, whatever. It's a thinker. Um, <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so, folks, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. It is a favorite of mine because I am interviewing none other than the legendary, the iconic Miss Jiggly Caliente. And what you're about to hear is going to be our phone conversation. And she's so sweet to pick up the phone and talk to me for a little bit while she was doing laundry of all things so i hope you enjoy we just talk about her experience with being a trans woman being a rue girl being an immigrant being a filipina and this is a little bit of a bilingual episode so if you can't really piece together what we're saying because we're speaking tagalog well, sucks to be you, I guess, but it's okay. Uh, you'll understand most of it. So hope you enjoy. I really had fun talking to Jiggly and all of the wisdom that she had to put down. And it was just such an absolute pleasure to speak to an iconic queen such as Jiggly. So enjoy. I'll see you at the end of the episode. Yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so very honored that you're here, uh, especially the fact that you're doing laundry. Um, but I just want to chat with you about like how drag has shaped your identity as a queer person. So uh, first, um, can we ask about like uh, where you grew up? Because everybody knows that you wear your culture, like myself, uh, proud Pinay. Uh, you wear your culture on your sleeve and with so much pride. So, uh, what was your upbringing like? So, I was born in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 10, uh, my mom uh, basically uprooted my brother and I to move to New York. Okay. And we've lived in, and I was raised in New York since I was like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. So, basically, um, 30 years in New York City, 10 years in the Philippines. Wow. Uh, where in the Philippines exactly were you? Okay, so when I was born, we still lived in Caloocan. Okay, and represent. My mom and my dad had a place in Caloocan. And then when my brother was born, we moved to Laguna. And then we lived there for like eight years. And then um, my mom, you know, after she divorced my dad, mm-hmm. we, she took my brother and moved to New York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry, I'm just like, feel free to speak as much Tagalog or as little Tagalog as you want, because this is all about our pride, diva. Right? Um, so, like, yung, yung... My Tagalog is very limited right now, because <laughs> like, 
it's weird. Like, I don't know Tagalog, but because I don't have anyone to talk Tagalog, like, speak Tagalog to, it's like, I don't get to practice it. So mm. I'm just kind of like, so cool. basically, I sound like a whitewashed Filipino. Oh I my don't God. really like doing that, so I'd rather <laughs> keep like, it. If it comes naturally, cool. But if, like, if not, I don't want to sound, I don't ever want to sound fake or like trying too hard. So whatever I naturally will respond to is how I respond. <laughs> no, but like you're you're so authentic, Diva. Like I remember uh, watching you on your season, season four. Uh, I still remember that uh, cherry dress with like the Amy Winehouse uh, beehive. I'm like, oh my god, I love her. I love seeing like another Philippine. Don't tell Manila or Angina or Vivian Pinay, but you're like my favorite Pinay queen. Um, my God, <laughs> like, honestly, I, I'm like still shaking at the fact that I'm still talking to you. Uh, I think the reason why people gravitate towards me a lot more than Manila and Angina and the other Filipino things mm-hmm. is because I'm a little bit more pangmasa than I am like... Pangmasa yon. I'm not, yeah, because I'm not like... Manila and them, like, they're, they're very glamorous. They're very like... But they're kind of like Phil Am girls. Oh, oh, and oh, I am the girl that's literally from the country. So, <laughs> you know, like people respond to me a little bit differently than they do with Manila and Angina and Jeremy and Vivian and Rock. You know, like, I mean, there's a new girl now in the Canadian franchise. She sounds real Filipino. And then, you know, Kine is also from, like, the, like we're talking about all the girls from the franchises now, because Siempre. Kine from Canada, also very Americanized or Westernized. Um, I think the only ones that are pretty much that sound real Filipino is, like, Siguro Ako, si Stephanie, Mokadiva, and Jaja <laughs> from the Thailand Oh, mga, speaking of mga yung franchise, yung uh, bagong franchise, RuPaul, uh, Drag Race Philippines. Exciting, di ba? Super exciting. Di ba? It's nakaka-proud kasi, you know, like the, for the Philippines to not have just one, but two drag competitions that are going to play on television. Oh, nga. Oh, yeah. Huge. You know what I mean? Like drag, like, drag in the Philippines is super different. It's like, Ang talento ng Filipina queens is super different. Like, me, Manila, like, if we even tried to come, like, we would lose again. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> drag culture in the Philippines is so different. How and, so? And it also depends on where you work in the Philippines, where it's like, you know, these girls are trained. Mm. Like, they take classes, they take workshops to be better queens. You know what I mean? Like, in Oba, I know the girls take ballet classes. They take um, enunciation classes. Just so when they're lip-syncing, their mouths move correctly to the words that they're lip-syncing to. Oh, and shit. then, you know, and the dance la- like they take dance lessons and everything. So it's it's crazy how the culture there is different. You know what I mean? So, right. Like, if me and Manila would try to, like, come on. Like, our Snatch game would suck. What we do, like, American folks, and then, like, you know, these the Filipino queens are going to do, like, Rufa Gutierrez or Rufa May Quinto and, like, Rufa Vice Ganda or whatever. Or Vice Ganda. You know what I mean? Like, those are, like, the like the Snatch games or well, Snatch games, like Elizabeth Ramsey. There's so many girls, like, people could do. It's, like, we, we would suck so bad. Because we'd just be like, oh, come on. We don't. We wouldn't even have a chance for a Teleseria challenge. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. <laughs> no. That's why me and Manila are better off, like, hosting and judging. Uh-uh. We couldn't compete with the Filipino queens. No way. Excuse me, then, ate. Pero, mang talent nyo, at saka kayo, at saka ni Manila. Yeah, we're talented. We have great clothes. But the <laughs> culture is different. Mm. Like, that's what I'm, like... It, drag American drag culture is so different than it is in the UK and in like in all different parts of the world. Mm. So the Filipino queens, like I, I would feel so horrible for any Phil Am queens 
going or trying to compete in the uh, in Drag Race Philippines. Yeah. Because they're going to get their asses handed to them. Like, I don't care how great you are of a lip syncer. I don't care how great your clothes are. As soon as those challenges come, like a comedy bar challenge, like, come on. There's no way out of a Phil Am queen can compete with the Filipino queens. This, I just, I do not see it happening. Good luck to them if they try. Because I will sit there and watch it a World of Wonder, like World of Wonder Plus and go, you shouldn't have done that, girl. You should have stayed your ass and tried to do the American one. Do you think kasi yung mga Pinay medyo parang like uh, dramatic, parang extra, mas extra sila kasi sa mga mga film? Or, uh, ano, ano yung difference? The queens are already extra. Could you imagine the queens in the Philippines? <laughs> you know, and then the queens in the Philippines, they're also trained to sing. Nine out of like nine out of ten queens can sing in the Philippines. No way. What? Yes. What? Because they're also the same girls that are doing the comedy bar stuff and they're the ones doing karaoke and they're singing live. Bitch, me and Manila are auditing to hell and back. What? So, could you, no way. I can dance. At least I can dance. I'll give myself that. At least there's one thing I can do is dance. You can But dance? To ask me to, to build a fucking Regine Velasquez song? Shoot me. <laughs> kill me. There's no way. But naman, you can dance, at saka maganda yung ngipin, at saka knocks ang payat na. Excuse me. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that is like, but we're talking about like the talent of a voice. I can, <laughs> unless I turn into Ursula in the next, you know, like, like in between now and that challenge, fine. Because I will go grab a door. Klaus can sing really well. Jan? Uh, no, I don't like her voice. <laughs> Jan is too... I don't... You know what it is? It's like Jan's voice. I'm not a musical theater girl. And I feel like those kind of voices are made for theater. Broadway. I want a girl who has grit in her voice. I want a girl who has soul in her voice. Like, oh, Jujubee. Oh, Jujubee yeah. has a beautiful voice. Um, Adore has a beautiful voice. Uh, who else has like the like the girls that have like soulful voices? Like I would want, I would take their voice in a heartbeat and then do the 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 sing chat, the singing chants and drag race. Uh, see me, my favorite queens that you've worked with. Obviously, my sister Manila. Me and Manila have like we've been working together since before drag race. So, oh yeah, no, since before right? either one of us yeah. on drag race. Me and Manila have been friends now for like 16 years. So, yeah, so, yeah, Manila definitely is always going to be one that I love to work with. Bianca, before we we were on Drag Race, it was so much fun to work with, too. Mm -hmm. But these are girls that I've known prior to Drag Race. Like, ah, post-Drag Race, Mariah. Mariah is a lot of fun. Mariah Paris Balenciaga. <laughs> uh, Mariah is a great time. <laughs> uh, and the, the reason why Mariah is also a lot of fun is because me and Mariah will talk so much shit on each other to the point that people would think that they we hate each other but we love each other to death and it's just it's just so much fun to banter with somebody like her Heidi is also a lot of fun to work with <laughs> a lot of Alaska yeah Alaska Alaska baka sabi naman niya uh, hi jingling <laughs> parang yung bosses niya na mabagal at saka medyo deep <laughs> Nakakatawa. Um, I play time. <laughs> My funny stories ka ba sa mga uh, drag sisters mo? I, I I mean, Eureka and me have a good funny story, but... Oh, uh, yeah, okay. So, on tour, me and Eureka... Uh, what, Eureka actually is a really sweetheart. Eureka took me on a date when we were in Glasgow. Oh. Um and yeah, like she we were like we, she took me to the movies, we she, we, are, we went out to eat. It was really fun. Like I had a great time with Eureka. And then later on that night, because it was our, our night off and we didn't have a show that night because it was our travel day. We got we got to Glasgow early and so me and Eureka were just like we were bored. So we left the hotel, went to do stuff, whatever. But me and Eureka were both on like on dating apps. I was on Tinder, Eureka was on Grindr, or whatever. I don't know what she was on. <laughs> Scruff, Hinge, Kaitano, whatever. Yeah, whatever. 
and we were looking for, you know, playtime. And then later on that night, we get back to the hotel, blah, blah, blah. So um, I borrowed Eureka's, um, what do you call this? Like, uh, it's the plug to kind of like, uh, I forgot the word for it, but it's the plug that to, so that we can use our electronics or our devices in in the UK because we have um, oh like those adapters plugs. those adapter things yes there you go the adapter so I borrowed Eureka's adapter and I was charging my phone and my iPad but in the process of me using her uh, adapter I ended up hooking up with somebody <gasps> Eureka needed her because her phone was dying so she was texting me she was like hey my phone's about to die can I get the adapter real quick so I can boost up my phone because I'm trying to get somebody here. And I go, okay, give me 30 minutes and then come to my room. 45 minutes has passed. <laughs> Eureka comes to my room and the guy is still in my room. So Eureka knocks on my door and I'm like, I tell the guy to hide. He literally hides. Uh, I open the door. I hand Eureka the adapter and Eureka looks at me. She goes, what are you doing? And I'm going, nothing. She goes, jiggly. You have a full beat on, but your lips are gone. What are you doing? You look disheveled, bitch. And I was like, um... Clock. Nothing. Just go. You just go. Here's your shit. I'm, I thank you for lending it to me. She goes, Jiggly, what are you up to? So Eureka pushes the door open, and she sees the guy's foot, like, by my bed. And Eureka goes, you nasty bitch. And I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> you just mad that I got here before you did. Goodbye. And then I got closed the door up. And so the Eureka on our um because anytime we're on a tour, like mainly internationally, we have a WhatsApp group. So Eureka tells all the girls that I am have I am hooking up with some guy, some cute guy. And Eureka's like, if y'all want to see what he looks like, go to Jiggly's room. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to kill her. Um, I was like, I told Eureka, I was like, girl, if your uh, if a heart attack ain't gonna kill you, I will, bitch. <laughs> I was like, and Eureka was like, you gotta catch me first. I go, bitch, neither one of us run, you stupid bitch. <laughs> so we, it was just, it was crazy. And then obviously the girls tried it. Manila and Sharon both tried to see what the guy looked like. It was, it was bad. Oh Thank God. God Cameron and Asia were very respectful and did, they didn't even give a shit. Sharon and Manila, they both tried. And they both came at the same time, too. I was like, y'all are idiots. I was so sad. <laughs> Pero guapo ba yung, yung gentleman caller mo? He was white. He was, he was, it, was, it was good for what it was. <sighs> he wasn't, like, amazingly hot, but he was cute enough. With, like, a Scottish like, accent, yeah. too, right? Top of the morning, like, too. Uh, I don't know. I didn't pay attention. I was like, shut up. Just, shut up. I don't, I don't, when it comes to that, I don't want to talk. Just do what you gotta do. Get it and go. I, I I don't I don't like conversation. It's just sex. I don't I'm, I'm, I don't need to know your fucking history. I just need to know that you're clean, like your your status is good. That's all I need to know. You took That's a shower. I <laughs> yeah. I, I just need to know I just your hygiene has to be the bar. You have to smell amazing. Uh you know, your as long as you let me know about your status. You know, that's all. That's all I need to know. That is the only two important things I need to know is your status and if your hygiene is up to par. The rest of that, I don't give a shit. Right. Like, I don't need to know your name. I don't even need to know your real name. Guys that tell me your name is fucking uh, Gary. Uh, John Jingleheimer Smith. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I just don't care. Like, it's not that serious to me. Because nine out of ten, I don't give them my real name either. Diva, like you don't introduce yourself as uh, Bianca, Diva, or uh, no, 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 oh fucking no, never do I tell a guy my real name until like <laughs> I unless it's like legit, legit. No, 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 no. Aw, has Ate Bianca ever fallen in love yet? No, Diva. I, I don't. I mean, I have, but I'm not. I'm also a different kind of woman now. Like now that I'm in my forties, I'm very um. I don't want to say heartless, but I'm just a little bit more. You're I'm, discerning. When it, comes, when it comes to the thought and the notion of falling in love, 
I'm kind of shut off from it. Mm. Not Not that I'm closed off, that I don't want, that I don't want it. I just am content at where I'm at in life where I don't need the the bullshit and I, as soon as any red signs, red flags come up, I'm like, gotta go. <laughs> I, I just Oh my god. So, yeah. No, no, I yeah. to- I totally understand. Um do you think uh yung drag nagtulong? Like do, do you think the drag helped you get to that confidence from where you were then to where you are now because uh now you're living your life as like an out and proud trans filipina uh like can you walk us through the journey that uh, and the role that drag has played in your queer identity drag has played the has helped with my realization and like the epiphany of oh i am built to be a woman um because uh, all my life, I've always felt different. Even when I came out as gay, it just didn't sit right. And it didn't feel right. So I just never thought of it. And I was like, I guess, I don't know. That's what it That's what it felt like. And then as I got older and as I started really doing drag, so I loved getting into it and, you know, building Jiggly. That was like, it, it felt amazing. It felt good. But taking it off hurt. Oh, no. Like, it hurt me to the core. Like, I did not like taking it off. Mm. And then it was like, it was a lot of that was just going on. And then the realization hit that, oh, no, I'm built to be a woman. Because I'm supposed to be a woman. And then, you know, I told my mom. And then my mom was like, you know what? Like. I get it, but maybe like go to a therapist so that <gasps> like we can help you um, really like go to the path where you want to go. Oh, okay. Natakot ako. Oh my God. Akala ko parang like conversion. Like, oh no, my mom was like, she did that when I was 16 and it didn't work. So <laughs> she was just like, okay, no. So you, maybe a therapist is the, the, to just put my, so that. I could go to the right path instead of like, because I at that when I told my mom, I was also still kind of unsure. So I, but I told her, I think this is where I'm headed, and she's like, okay, let's 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 do the right thing and maybe talk to a professional. And I was like, okay, that sounds that sounds about right. And then you know, fast forward to a year, and the you know like that's when it kind of was like yes this is what i'm supposed to be doing and so when i had the conversation with my mom again it was so much better and then she was like okay that makes a lot of sense Mm. which is weird because like telling my mom i'm a trans woman made so much more sense in her head than me telling her i'm gay (laughs) mom i would because I guess I would be like, it's a woman with a man. It made sense to her rather than a man and a man. <laughs> so I was like, I get it. My mom is very super religious. It was a, a easier pill to swallow, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't complaining because at least it was it was an easy transition as far as in like having to tell my mother. <laughs> I would rather have a straight trans daughter than a gay cis son. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Like, my mom was like, I would rather a tranny than a fucking bakla. She was like, I can't. I was like, what? Wow. I was just like, Ugh. I was like, okay. And mm. I mean, to me, to be honest, I feel like my mom was like that because prior, when she was pregnant with me, she went to Kiapo and had her whatever read. They told her that my mom would have two children, a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. and that the girl would be the headache, <laughs> but she would be the one to kind of like, to kind of be like my mom. Like a trailblazer. So, no, my mom. I, I don't know how what they really told her, but like these are like these are like the little stories I'm getting from my aunts when and my mom when I you know like when after like when they told me. 
So, you know, like, and then even when I was born, uh, when my mom would try to get ultrasound and stuff like that, the doctor was telling my mom, like, your child is very shy. She hides every time that we try to do the ultrasound. So it's like, you can barely tell what her, his or her genitals are. So they assumed because I was so coy and shy when I was in my mom's stomach, they thought I was going to be a girl. So, and th- which made sense to my mom because she went to the psychic and was like, oh, you're going to have a, a son and a daughter. So when he said, oh, it might be a girl, she just assumed she was going to, she was, her first one was going to be a woman, <laughs> a girl. So, you know, all my baby stuff were all pink. And then when I was born, lo and behold, they were like, oh shit, it's a boy. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> um, oh my like, god! Oh fuck! Everything is pink. Like even like my end, like my um, what would you call this? Like my uh, I guess like the my first clothes into the world was like a soft pink and a yellow. I am cute. And then my mom was just like, "No, we have to give like." So they just gave me the whatever the hospital ones is, and it was white because. <laughs> I mean, they didn't know what the fuck was. Oh my god. Alam mo, Ate Jiggly, when I was born, uh, the doctors were, or my parents were expecting a son. Uh, tapos, uh, they gave the my mom and dad a baby inside a, with a pink blanket. Tapos sabi nila, ah, akala ko we're having a son. It's like, oh no, no, this is your son. Naubusan lang kami ng mga blue blankets. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Which is why I'm as gay as I am now. <laughs> I'm sure your parents love that story. <laughs> they were truly like, oh, okay, we're, we're just gonna accept the, there's no more blue blankets? Got it. Okay. It's a good thing we prepared for both a boy and a girl because y- yung baby room namin, it was uh, like filled with toys and Barbies and monster trucks. Ay, nako. Ang dami. <laughs> They're like, well, whatever it is, we're ready. We're ready. Uh, mom, clear. Mom, mom, mom and them, they, they were hell-bent on that it was going to be a girl. <laughs> they were like, ah! Oh, my God. They got my yayas ready. Parang uh, lahat. Yung, yung lolo tsaka lola That's ko. Like my mom said, like, you know what? I'll get side ka sa ulo <laughs> on the very beginning. I was like, why? She was like, we had, she was like, do you know how expensive baby stuff is? And we have to change all that shit and sell it and give it away. I was like, oh, man, sorry. <laughs> Which is so like um, the pillar of like a Filipina mom, diba? The the slightly conservative, pero uh, will support you. Pero ay nako anak, like you know that 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 attitude. Yeah, I mean, there's always that pushback, and I, you know, like my mom, a lot. That was a lot. A lot of that was happening when I was telling when I first came out, and and it came out as gay. That, there was a lot, a lot of pushback from my mom. And it wasn't until when I came out as trans where my mom was a, li- a lot more, like, accessible as far as in motherly advice. And, Aww. like, when I would have, uh, you know, boy issues, my mom was really there for me. So it was different. Like, it, 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 the treatment was very different. And I hate to say that because... I don't want people or anyone to think that my mom wasn't happy or wasn't supportive as a mother, I, even if I was gay. But it just was, it was just different. And it's a time. And any in any relationship where, you know, there's, she didn't understand. And I, I can't fault her for how she felt because that's yun, how she felt. Yeah. And that's the culture of the Pinay, right? Yeah, and plus, like, you know, it could have been worse. Like, my mom never kicked me out of the house. There was never any of those threats. Oh, no, she did threaten to kick me out of the house. But it was because of my mouth, not because of, because <laughs> I was gay. You know, like, you know, like, my mom would be like, you're, she was like, if you don't fix your tongue. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, because you're a New York queen. Ganyan yung mga at, yung attitude, yung, yung mga ugali ng taga New York, di ba? You'll say whatever you well, want. Well, no. My mom just says that I have too much attitude for my own good. 
And it's not necessarily because I'm a New Yorker. It's more because I just got a fucking mouth on me. I, I have a mouth on me and I'm a New Yorker and I'm Filipino. Those are like the, the fucking trifecta of like of attitude. Like, like I'm a bitch. So <laughs> it was just hard. Like I worked a lot harder to be nice to people rather than like being a bitch is so natural to me, but being nice, takes so much effort. Diba? Oh my God. I hate so, nice people. You know, I was oh. like, I always tell people, I'm like, look, don't fuck with me because like for me, my hero is fucking Lorena Bobbitt. Play mm-hmm. with me. And that's probably <laughs> also another reason why I'm single. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A dot com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off. And, cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and... Girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. Hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXEDWITHTIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. Ate Jiggly is single. Excuse me. I bet you have all the men lining up for you. Sigana, come on. I have. I mean, don't get me wrong. Men are attracted to me. I just don't. I just don't feel the need to be tied down to anyone. Preach. Mainly because if if a guy can't be understanding of my life and how it works. I can't, I can't, um, deal with that. And I refuse to dim my light for a man. Mm. That's just not happening. I'm a successful woman. I make good money for myself. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to dim that for a guy who doesn't understand that I'm a, I'm a woman that can make, things for myself exactly it's, it's giving me destiny's child independent stuff. woman hello very that so i like that's why i can't deal with a guy who's insecure and not know to be with a woman like me it's mm. like i just if you're not gonna be able to ride the ride get the fuck off <laughs> yes bitch what does it take for... like that's... <laughs> what what, you know what I mean? like if you can't handle the ride get the fuck off i just i because i'm not like you know doing like Toning the ride down for you. The Correct. ride is what it is. Correct. If you you can't do a thrill ride, get off. Go go to fucking go to a merry-go-round. <laughs> what does it take to date at the Jiggly? A lot. 
I expect a lot because I give a lot. Mm. So I, you know, if you're not going to be supportive, oh, definitely get out. If you don't have good credit, get the fuck out. Uh, if you can't afford, uh, also, if you can't, if, I mean, I'm also not that kind of guy. Like, I'm, I'm very simple also, but if you can't even take me on a proper date, and if you don't know what a proper date is like, I'm, I'm just like, get, get, get out. Like, I just, I just can't, and I hate that I have to teach men how to date a trans woman. It's, you're dating a woman. Yeah. So do as you normally would treat a woman. But if it's going to be like some down low kind of bullshit, get the fuck out of here. Mm. I'm too fucking pretty for that. Have you found that your experience in dating as a cis gay man and a trans uh, woman are are different? Very different. Um, I feel when I was dating as a gay man, I was tokenized. Oh my God. Well, actually, even as a trans woman, I'm also tokenized because it's like they're dating the fantasy, not the person. Because they date Jiggly, not Bianca. No, they're dating. Jiggly is not in this fucking room. Oh, at okay. This point. Okay. Uh, when they date trans women, because trans women are super sexualized with porn, and you know, I get, I get it, but it's like they want—I hate to say it—they they want that tranny porn girl. Oh my god, it's a fetish. They don't want. Yeah, they're fetishizing me, which also was the same. And dating as a. Uh, as a gay boy because I'm Asian. So they're like thinking bottom, bottom feminine. I mean, granted I was also all that, but <laughs> it was, it, it just was like, you were just placed in this box and that's what it is. Mm. And it was like, it was weird. And then on top of that I was chubby. So it was like, it, it, it's just, yeah, the treatment was just different. Mm hmm. I can, and it's like very tokenized, yeah. so tokenized and sexualized, and I was just like, Ugh, headache. Tamana, tamana. Oh my god, because ate ako din, uh, like dating as a gay Asian Filipino. Uh, marami akong experience na parang I- I'm fetishized for my Asianness, diba? Parang exactly. Uh, parang like, can can you just respect me and date me and fuck me for not? Like not my my skin color, but like because you just think because I'm, I'm cute, not because you, you know what I mean. Like, I, actually, in I hate to say this, but as a sex worker, it did it did me well being those stereotypes. Get that money though. When, yeah, because I was a it was like I, I was like how many fetishes am I hitting? Asian, trans plus size live the fantasy that's a fucking fantasy like that's how many like that's three fantasies you know i used to joke around and tell my my friend i was like this is triple threat yeah that's a triple threat fantasy like bitch i could make money and then on top of that i what i was one of those girls where oh i still i don't know i guess passability is also a big deal when it comes to being a sex worker or just for not that it should be a big deal, but it is a big deal for a lot of trans women because they want to be able to live as a woman without being clocked or, you know, figured out. And I, I, it shouldn't be the case, but this is the society we live in. You know, the, the beauty standard is just insane. So, so yeah, if you're uh, a trans woman, it's just, it's even more hard. It's even more difficult because you're trying to live up to a different kind of beauty standard. Right. You have to be the ultimate. You, The feeling of having to be the realest looking girl in the planet and the most beautiful woman in the world, it, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It is a lot to take on. And, you know, that's why I always tell people, I'm like, life as a trans person is so much more difficult than a regular person because we have, we we're made to feel that we have to overcompensate not for just one gender, but for the gender we're supposed to be in, that we're we're trying to live our truth in. Mm. 
Shit. So it's like we have to surpass. The first thing is we have to surpass the fact that we were born in the wrong body. That's the first one. That's a hurdle in itself. Then after you do all that and do all that work to real to live in your truth, then the all the other bullshit that comes with being a woman you're taking on. It's hard. It's like that's why like some uh anytime like these uh like turf people that are like, oh well, being trans is not you're not a real woman and Ugh. all that I'm like or you know like the, and I'm just like why would a man that has being born male gives you some kind of privilege and power? Why would we want to give that up just so we could live in our truth? Right. It's like, why, why did I, do you think I chose to be like this? Do you think I chose to be marginalized? Hmm. I'm the only choice we're making is choosing to live in our truth, but being who we are, wasn't a choice. No, this was bestowed upon us. Not, uh, you know, this isn't a choice I personally would have rather made. I would have personally, I would have rather been born a cis white male heterosexual male mm. because they have power and privilege just real talk i as much as i want to be pro asian and look we don't have that kind of power no unless we live in asia but like in and in, in the u.s when people talk about the american dream unless you're a cis white hetero male mm-hmm. that's who the american dream is made for not for anyone else. Yeah, not for trans people, not for people of color, not for black people, just like... Yeah, no, not for anybody of color or... Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. If you have a little bit of melanin, good luck. No, that wasn't for you. Yeah, like, I was surprised that even the way, like, as little melanin as, say, like, Meghan Markle and the way she was treated there, it's like, even if she was a hint darker, just imagine the treatment. Um, Ugh. That's just how... It, that's, I mean, the world is unfair and... I hate that that's how it is, but that's the way it is. Mm. So anybody who is melanated, uh, gay, I mean, queer, and like, if you're a, pe- a person of color and queer, you work a million times harder than everybody else in the world. Preach. To be seen, to be heard. Yeah. No, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You know, but you have to want to be heard and you want to be able to be... Yeah, you just have to. You just have to work at it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think yeah. Ate, like, um, I think it's because of our struggle as queer people, as uh, Asians, that I think it's because of the fight that makes us so fucking fabulous, right? We're so resilient yeah. than your average everyday you vanilla. If you're a person of color, you have to be resilient. Mm. It is not a. It's not even a fucking question like you have to be that person being resilient being uh like you have to you have to there is that is not a question mainly if you're trying to live in another like yeah no Mm -mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you just have to even in the philippines you have to be resilient because if you like the upward mobility in the philippines and in countries like the Philippines, like the third world countries, it's hard because they keep the poor poor, striving to be above and living above that. It's hard because you have to work a million times harder. You just have to. Because and I think that's one thing a lot of people don't realize is when you're living in when you're coming from a different country and you're an immigrant, you have to work hard because you're working hard to send money to your family if you're doing that. Or, you know, you because you know the struggle, you just work 10 times harder. Mm-hmm. We so got that you won't have. So you won't live in that life again because mm. you want to be better. Yeah. We have so many balik bayan boxes here just ready to ship out because we want my family back home to have the life that we have here. Like, it's not fame and fortune and glamour, pero mas maganda in comparison. Yeah. And, like, and, be, and real talk, like, dude, like, it's so simple. I don't know what it is about it, but, like, corned beef, 
That's <gasps> yung disuse. For some reason, when that $5 little can, piece of shit can, gets over to the Philippines, and when people see that in your house, it is some kind of like status symbol. Or if you have Nike from the U.S. or like these these simple brands like Old Navy or whatever, if it makes it to the Philippines for some odd reason, and people see that, or you get a like buy-in box, it is a status symbol in the Philippines. Mm, it hits different. It, you know what I mean? And it's just like I didn't realize it when I was a kid, but as an adult, and to see to see it through my lens as an adult, it's why it's it's kind of heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see the the struggle and the point of how my family just wanted to be to live better, and like and even those little simple things like that is like usually my aunts they give it to the maid, and when so when the maid goes home for the holidays. She has like on top of her, like you know, her her pay and her bonus and all that. It just to give to her family, like it, it was weird. Like I mean, these are like even our old my our old toys that we don't play use anymore. When we send it back home, to find out that it was going to the maid's kids, it was like, oh wow, that is what my mom and my aunts meant when. There are people who would do anything for what the fuck you have here. So don't take it for granted. Mm, preach. It just like, but it did, like I said, like I didn't realize it as a child, but as an adult is when it's, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so eye opening. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's like, you know, I, when I go home, when the last couple times, like the last two times I went home to the Philippines, I just gave my costumes away Aww. to queens in the Philippines that I worked with. Because I was just like, I can get this again. You know, it's like, it's it's not hard to get these costumes. But like, even in the Philippines, like the fabrics are different. It was like, you know, they were just like, the, it's weird because like my costumes for tour i don't really use like i don't use the high grade swarovskis on them because it's like the wear and tear and i wash it or all that stuff i i use like the lesser grade the preciosa stones mm. but they shine so differently i guess in like rather than the stones that they use in the philippines right so i was just like okay <laughs> so when the girls were like we're, just, we're so enamored by it. I was just like, girl, like, whatever. These are cheap-ass stones. To me, it's cheap-ass stones. But to them, it's different. And that's when I was just like, oh, it makes so much, like, I mean, it just makes sense. And, you know, there are some queens who can't afford, like, the really amazing stuff that, and I'm just like, oh, okay, the girls that come from money in the Philippines, I mean, I, those girls are lucky, but then the girls who aren't from that world, I see the difference, mm. and they they made me realize how blessed I am again as a queen coming from here, right in North America compared to a Filipina drag queen. Because uh, I'm expecting na yung mga queens sa Drag Race Philippines or uh, yung show ni Manila, baka yung yung costumes nila baka ibang standard or pero pero yung yung talent nila mas uh, refined the thing is just like i i can when it comes to can, like uh, filming is different there are certain fabrics and i mean certain fabrics that are cheap as shit but on camera they look fucking amazing mm. And then there's also some fabrics that are super expensive, and when it con- when it gets to the camera, it gets washed out because mm-hmm. it doesn't like the camera doesn't give it justice when you see it in real life. And I had to learn that the hard way, both on regular drag race and then when I did all stars, because I was just like, "What? Like I like when my like my entrance look? Oh my god! When I oh walked my god. into all stars, 
Sandali lang Why ate. Ate real quick, ang ganda ng entrance look mo nung mahabang blonde hair, yung zipper. Oh my god. Okay, I guess you have a HD television. <laughs> Because the girl like when people first saw, I guess the leaked uh photos came out and they weren't like high grade photos. So my dress looks so simple. But people didn't like when I when I I do like me I've done me and greets in it and people are like when they see it in person they're like oh wow this fat like it looks cool the dress looks like leather but it isn't but it also looks there's also like um beaded uh trim on it so there's so many there's so much detail on that dress that unless you see it in person it doesn't give it justice on camera unless like you have like HD television that's when you you can see it better but it was one of those dresses that i was like damn i should have done the video test on it like i did with other fabric with my other outfits from for all stars the only one i didn't do it didn't do the video um what do you call this video test was my entrance look <laughs> But everything else got a video test because I needed to see it on camera. Pero ate, whatever you wear naman maganda. Sa totoo lang. Like you know how to style. You know how your your figure looks, you know your silhouette. I can style myself, but I cannot sew for shit. <laughs> It's just not made for me. I like even Manila was so upset with me. She was like, "Bitch, learn how to sew." I was like, it'll be, I'll be fine. I'm like, sewing is not until the end of the season. It's okay. And by then, if I get sent home for sewing, I have at least won some challenges. Manila goes, Jiggly, you never know, bitch. And I was like, I'll be fine. <laughs> Hot glue gun. And then the second episode is sewing. I was like, fuck. Tangina. <laughs> and, and then as soon as I, got, I came home, Manila goes, I told you. I was like, shut up. Oh my god. <laughs> hot glue gun, hot like, glue gun. I told you to just learn how to simple stitch or something, bitch. And I was like, I can't. I don't have the patience. <laughs> oh my god. Pero, you know what, Ate? It sounds like um, your experience in drag race, your experience with just drag overall, has really like uh, given you such an amazing platform in not only Filipina visibility, not only in trans visibility, but like in just make helping make drag into the mainstream. I mean, with, you know, RuPaul, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I think you, talaga, in my humble opinion, you are the trailblazer of all things drag. And I cannot appreciate you enough for coming on my humble little show and um, just like, being your most authentic self and it's just so refreshing it's so like oh my god malapit na ako umiyak um <laughs> uh like how do you think uh, drag and trans visibility and uh queer representation will change over time especially with your influence no i don't think it's with my influence to be honest thank you for like the compliment but to me i am a woman that I'm only doing what I'm doing because I, I love being a performer. I love being on stage. Don't get me wrong. I know the responsibility I hold and the power that my visibility and my representation have. I don't take it for granted. I don't take advantage of it. I, I want to empower it more, but I'm also, I, I feel like I am, too flawed of an individual to be that representation and to be that beacon for the community. I just want people to possibly learn from my mistakes and learn and see that if a simple girl like me can make it with hard work and determination, a wish can happen. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't want people to think that This, li this life isn't also easy. Like, when people see the, the rude girls, whatever, yes, there are certain things that come with it that are great advantages. But it comes with a price. You know, people never realize that anything, everything in life comes with a price. Mm -hmm. Some people are willing to pay 
And there's some people who just aren't willing to pay pay for it. Right. With great power but, comes great responsibility. It comes at a price. And, you know, I, and like this year, I'm working, I'm going to be working on a project. I'm not going to be able to see my family for the holidays. Oh, shit. I, you know, like I will not, like my, I'm going to not be able to see my brother for my, for his birthday, my birthday and Christmas. That sucks. I'm not going to be able to go see my family for Christmas because of the project that I'm about to embark on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's a choice that I've made and it could lead to something even more. So I have to take it. I just have to disappoint some people sometimes. Yeah. And usually when it comes to this business, the people you disappoint the most are your loved ones. Oh, Because you barely have time for them. And that's another reason why I'm also single is because how, how with what time will I have to for somebody on. else when I want to spend that, when I could be spending that time with my family? I would rather hang out with my brother than hang out with some guy. Aww. Don't get me wrong. My brother's a little dick too, but... He is like, like this, like, like a perfect example. Like this morning, woke up early just so I could walk to walk into my brother's room and annoy him for like 20 minutes because of Squid Game. No spoilers. Hindi pa ako nakakanood ng Squid Game. Oh my God. But I know, but I, okay, so good. But like, you know, this, just because my brother's name is Gion and a character's name is Gihan, I was making fun of my brother. I was like, so what you gonna do with that money? <laughs> and my brother was like, shut the fuck up! That's not the name! And, and my brother, <laughs> you know, and he, he's like, get the fuck out of my room! And I was just like, you know, but simple things like that, I would rather do that than spend some time with some dude that I barely know. Yeah. Taking those small little yeah. joys and yeah, really cherishing like, them. You know, and then because also, like, I'm also about to move to L.A. Mm-hmm. And my brother lives in New York. Like, we live here in New York. So I'm going to move to L.A. My brother's not moving with me. So like, these are these are little things where I cherish my family so much more than anything in life. Like, I would rather, like, hang out at home, watch TV with my brother, rather than go to the club. Mm, same, same, sis, same. I was trying to get my brother to, to go uh, watch Shang-Chi, and then my brother's like, don't you got to do laundry? And I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, oh my God, Ate, you know Simu Liu, the guy who plays Shang-Chi? I met yeah. him because he's from here. Oh my God, his abs. <gasps> oh. So you're in Canada? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. God, he's so fucking sexy. I cannot. Simu Liu, if you ever hear this, I want to touch your stomach again. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, he's so hot. I'll introduce you sometime because we're like pretty close now. Um, but anyways, uh, at the Jiggly, maraming salamat. I've taken up enough of your time, pero um, I was wondering lang kung meron kang mga final words sa mga nakikinig dito, like uh, whether it be about uh, your identity, authenticity, uh, the trans experience, uh, any parting words of wisdom for our audience. So my only advice is to stay resilient, always fight for what you believe in, and your happiness, as long as it doesn't affect or affect anyone in a negative, anyone else, like it's not hurting anyone, live it because mm-hmm. it is your life. That's all I can say. And like a lot of hard work can help a dream become a reality. Yes. Ugh. My God, oh, I could not have said it any better myself. Thank you so much, Ate Jiggly, for taking the time out of your day to speak to another fellow Pinay na bakla. <laughs> um, and one day I hope I get to share a drink with you and just talk and kiki and Where in Canada are you? Toronto po. Ah, okay. My family, we have family in Toronto. Mm. Um, and then at the end of the month, I'm going to be at Saskatoon. I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, so all I know is I'm gonna, yeah, I'm performing at 
Saskatoon and October 22nd. Mm, so yeah, yeah, October 22nd. I'm performing in Saskatoon, Canada. I don't know where that is. <laughs> not, I just know that it's in Canada. Yeah, not anywhere close to where I am. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, um, yeah, hopefully there'll be more to come. But yeah, maybe 2022, the world opens up more. And then we'll see. Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thank you so much, Ate. I hope you have a good night. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Ingat. Bye. Oh my god, wasn't she such a fucking treat? Uh, I love her. I love uh, just drag queens in general. You're all so fucking amazing and talented and beautiful. And if you like what you heard, please like support the show. Rate, review, subscribe. It really does help the show get the listeners up. And, you know, I got a Patreon that has more bonus content. It's got fun little things, little treats for all of you baby sluts out there. And yeah, I just hope that you enjoyed what you've heard and you enjoy the content that I put out there for you. So with that, I'll see you at the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah! Thank you.